0: Welcome to the Color Authority. My name is Judith Van Vliet, and today I will be talking to Rana Khadra. As head of the creative department, Rana is the brain behind creating enchanting colors and a discerning eye when it comes to color forecasting and spotting trends for Jotun. With her eclectic experience in advertising, marketing, and product management, she has spearheaded product innovations while successfully launching new products and color collections across the Middle East, Africa, and India. She's a certified color trainer by NCS in Sweden and a member of the color marketing group. Rana has conducted many masterclasses in color for interior designers and architects across the region. Her infectious passion indeed for color is reflected in the use of her vibrant personality and I can only confirm that. She has a thing for beautiful doors and walls and a longing for longitudes as she often travels the world to fill her shelves with hidden curios and stories. Anna is here with me directly from her home in Dubai. Welcome Rana to the Color Authority. I am so pleased to have you on my podcast and uh, thank you for accepting my invitation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really honored to be here. You've always been an
1: inspiration. And I can't wait to talk more about color with you.
0: Thank you so much. So I think before starting off to you know some deeper talking points that we had discussed, is that I think everybody wants to know how you got into color design. Because I don't think you initially started your career in color. So how did you become passionate about color? What were the triggers that made you choose for this very particular industry? I,
1: you know, I'd say I think color found me. <laughs>
0: I always thought
1: I was the more business-minded one in the family. And I come from a family of artists. Uh, And that's what I did before, you know. So uh, I was a brand manager at Jilton and I handled the commercial part and all of that. And then I stumbled into color and design uh, due to the nature of of, uh, the product. And I think something inside me uh, woke up. Uh, which
0: is my now dominant creative side. So you come from a family of artists. Would you like to talk a little bit about what it's like to to you know to live in in such a, a creative family? Um, you know what were your your lives like, um, and what type of maybe artistic activities um, are you talking about within your family? Uh, honestly, it
1: was mainly my mother who who really pushed us to explore our artistic side, and her father was an artist. Uh, so today, out of uh, four siblings, three are in the creative world, and I think it's amazing and it's so freeing. I, I do believe, though, that all human beings uh, are artistic or creative. It's just about whether or not you develop it or or wake it up.
0: That's an interesting point of view, and I think indeed you were lucky to be, um, you know, living into a family that, that is very creative. I have that that mm-hmm. very same luck, so I fully understand what you mean. When we talk about color, I mean, for me, color is everything, um, obviously, and it, it influences our daily lives, whether we're conscious of this fact or not. How do you see color? But especially in your particular market, how does color have an effect on, on people and in their homes? I totally agree with you. I, I do believe it's everything. And, and
1: it's because you know why? Because color is not just what you see. Color is energy and it's form. And and that makes it something we feel and not just see. It has more of an effect on us than than we actually know. Uh, Take, for example, a scent. A scent can trigger a memory or a feeling, and color is exactly the same. That's why when when choosing a color, I don't think it's just a decision. It's a very important decision, and it has to be a conscious and well-thought choice. And this is what I think of when I'm trying to help people to, to kind of choose a color. I would not ask them what your favorite color is, but I would say, what is it that you want
0: to feel at home? And accordingly, the color comes. And how do you think people are currently feeling in their homes with everything that's been happening in this world? I mean,
1: I th- I think people need their homes to be an escape today, a uh, uh, safe a happy uh, place, and and people are now expecting their homes to be their world, actually. The the office, the entertainment, the work, the play, the the cooking, the yoga. So our homes have really become our top priority. Uh, They've become our world. So I've been seeing a lot of separation within the house So my office space, my workout space, my meditation space, my dining area, my living room. So people have the need to create all the spaces they lack within one. And color is a great way to do that.
0: So you would, um, you know, guide people in choosing the color for the different spaces in, in which they are living and then advise them to the correct color to to mimic, let's say, the emotion and the feeling that, that they want to feel when they are, for example, exercising or spending time with their family. Exactly, exactly. And hence the use of different
1: colors to define a certain space. Uh, so, so, for example, you know how kids are now at home. Uh, and they need to also be at school at home. So you can always utilize color to signify school within a kid's bedroom.
0: That's interesting. It's neat. <laughs> uh, what we see happening right now. Like for example, I uh, I redid my house as well because obviously I'm spending a lot of time in my home. Um, so mm-hmm. I used, for example, a warm chocolate brown on one of my uh, you know one of my walls so that it gives me this comfort. Um, so it's the cocooning yeah. terms, I guess, that we are seeing.
1: It- Exactly, exactly. And we've been seeing a lot of escape. So I wanna feel like I'm on holiday at home, uh, which is quite interesting, I think.
0: So it's the escapism of creating a holiday at home. Um, Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. I need to work on that one personally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can help you,
0: I can help you. (laughs) I love that. So you have worked in interior and architectural paints for a couple of years now, and you have a very broad perspective of this particular segment. How would you say that colors or color perception are different in in your region, which is the Middle East, Africa, and India, compared to other parts in the world? You know what's crazy is that colors are different even from city to city within
1: the same country. I, I think it's really twofold. One is some colors work for everybody globally, and people can relate to globally because ultimately we are all human beings. But when it comes to, I think, color and culture, what I've seen and concluded is you will grow up to love the colors you saw when you were young, colors that you're used to and, and that you've lived with. Say, I'll give you an example, uh, Maskat, Muscat in Oman, white is the most popular color in that city. And if you look at why, it's because the entire city is white. The men are dressed in all white dastashes, and you sort of are used to, this is what your reminder of what color is. For example, if you if you look at India, because in Indian culture and religion and tradition vibrant colors are a are, are part of that you will see that
0: the Indian uh, community asks for more vibrant and strong colors. That's, I I never thought about that because, you know, we, we all are involved in color trends and and so are you. But, um, Mm -hmm. so there is a difference between color trends and then obviously how we uh, perceive color because of nostalgia in the end. So it is how we grew up and where we grew up. Exactly. Exactly. And what, what uh, what reminds us of our, of our childhood or
1: what our definition really of color is growing up? Like our definition of everything else in life.
0: What is the color of your childhood?
1: It's white. It's white. It's definitely white. I grew up in Muscat and um,
0: white is definitely my color. What is the color of Dubai, for example? So the city where you're currently uh, living?
1: If it, you know, if it were... If I were to choose a a color for Dubai, I would, for me, Dubai is the the desert. Mm -hmm. It's, it's uh, the land, the sand. Um, So if I were to choose a color for Dubai, I would, I would choose the color of the desert. And what's interesting is that in the UAE, every uh, state or within the UAE, the desert Sand color is different. So we have seven different
0: emirates and each emirate has a different color of sand. So that means you don't have one color, but you will have different shades of of desert for, um, for your home country currently. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So when we um, so back to a little bit about how colors possibly are different between the Middle East and, for example, Europe, um, you have been part of many of, of our color marketing group meetings as well in Europe. How do you see those differences when we when we come together? And how do you think that your perspective or of your region is, is different um, compared to Europe?
1: I, I think when it comes to trends, we're pretty much aligned. Um, so. I think trend-wise, uh, both regions are prepared for what is trending, because I think the entire world is going through the same thing. Um, so so even in fashion, for example, fashion brands will release the same collection to everybody globally. The same applies to color, in my opinion. Trends are accepted Everywhere. And when we do that, for example, in my job at Jotun, we actually release global color trends, whereby we research the entire globe and accordingly come out uh, with different colors.
0: So yeah, that's in, exactly um, in my point that trends are global, colors are global. And then you have the regional application, of course, and that depends on so many different factors. You know, the, the final application, the brands that you're working with, of course. So exactly. when I um, have a look at, for example, a lot of my um, counterparts in the industry tend to still focus a lot on what's happening in Europe. What are European mm-hmm. trends? What are European color palettes? What makes the Middle East interesting and why would also color experts and trend experts should be looking into uh, the Middle East and Africa more as a, as a region? Um, could you have some, some examples okay. of why those regions are so interesting? I th- I think, you know, Europe was and, and always be, will be a trendsetter. Um,
1: but I think what's interesting about the Middle East uh, or the region we live in is... Um, it's a place we don't really know much about, or at least we don't know a lot about. Exactly. And there's, there's a curiosity behind that, but there's also a novelty. We, we want the undiscovered. It's always exciting. And the Middle East and Africa and India are regions that are so raw, so filled with culture, quite untouched. Um, you'll find that they're still holding on to their roots and traditions. And at the same time, there's so much variety to be inspired by, but also so much novelty that that we can spread to the rest of the world.
0: My personal biggest uh, inspiration would be the Middle East. I can't wait until we are again, Mm -hmm. you know, free to travel again. Uh, I know um, that you are a vervent traveler. You are a very Mm -hmm. curious person. Um, So could you a little bit tell the audience where you find your color inspiration um, and then maybe separating that, you know, pre, pre-COVID-19 and now during COVID-19, because obviously we are stuck in our homes.
1: Yeah, I know. And I miss traveling so much. Um, uh, but for me, really, my main, 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 main inspiration would be people. People have, have always been my obsession. I am so curious <laughs> when I meet someone, I want to know everything, how they behave, how they live. What do their houses look like? What do they wear? And for me, that's my color
0: inspiration. That's my inspiration in general. If you can't meet a lot of people, how, how do you do that in the current situation?
1: To be honest, it was a big lesson for me. Uh, it, was, it was out of my comfort zone, uh, the lockdown. But what I did learn is that, you know what, Rena? You don't need to always look outside for inspiration. Mm -hmm. And that was both on a a personal and professional level. I always found inspiration when I was traveling or outside of my space. And when when the lockdown came, I was forced to look inside internally, but I was also forced to explore my own city. And I'm so, you know, I'm so glad on some level that that I did Mm -hmm. because I would have never otherwise done that. And there is so much to be inspired by. You really don't need to go too far to find inspiration.
0: I found that same point. You know, I uh, have always been traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when I came back home mm-hmm. to Milan, I didn't have time and I was tired and mm-hmm. I would never go to exhibitions or maybe too much even into town. You know, I'd be I'd be a lot home to rest for my next trip. And now I'm exploring mm-hmm. so many simple things in the city where even graffiti can already inspire yes. you. And especially the new graffiti, which obviously is talking about the current situation and that inspiration is indeed in the smallest things in your current circumstances.
1: Definitely, definitely. And and we, we always took it for granted because it was our city or our life. Uh, but today I think I appreciate it a lot more. Will you continue to appreciate this in the, you know the right. next year, the next two years? I think so. I think something inside me has changed. And and, and I and I'm happier with what I have than
0: I've ever been. Yeah, I think that is a, a true blessing of the current situation. So, how do you bring the inspiration that you're currently finding, either in your city or possibly also still with uh, online uh, sources? How do you bring that to tangible products, which in your case obviously is a beautiful next you for uh, people to decorate their houses with? How do you come about that process? It, it all it all comes from human behavior and what people are buying,
1: eating, feeling, wearing, uh, what's happening politically, economically, and environmentally, which is then translated into colors. I know it sounds dreamy and philosophical, but it really does work. And, and I'll give you an example. Today, I think top of mind is taking care of earth and, and loving our land. And, and that's a huge thing globally. Um, And the way that, for example, would translate into color and design is the use of, for example, natural colorants. Or for example, at Jotun, we created a product that's lime-based, which is basically crushed marble found and sourced naturally from earth. And if I I were to translate that into colors, I would then use natural colors or colors found in earth. Um, So this is how I think uh, a behavior then
0: translate into a tangible uh product that's interesting and then in your industry you obviously also have color harmonization color blocking mm-hmm. um because you know it's not just about one color it's about the combination of of so many what new combinations are you seeing and where do you think these influences are coming from you know what my favorite thing uh, about our time is it's it's
1: that today um Everything is accepted and and everything uh, and everything is about acceptance and inclusivity. And I see extreme opposite trends happening at the same time, which I've never seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually there's a like a defined trend today. It's okay to do whatever you want as long as it has meaning or a reason. I've been seeing a lot of harmony in color and tone on tone, both in like fashion or even in in paint, where you paint the entire house in the same color and the ceiling as well. But at the same time, strong strong colors are also in, like prints and strong colors and color blocking and and opposite colors and boldness are also in. So there's Um, a lot of duality happening. There's a lot of duality, which is what is also happening on a human level. Uh, But
0: but if I were to define the trend today, I would say it's expression. So expression, and that comes according to you from from what we are currently living, because we can't really express ourselves because, you know, we only have digital context very often. So um, that is an issue. So we have to express ourselves creatively in a different way. Yes, exactly. What is your current or maybe your next color project, uh, obviously, if you're allowed to talk about it, that you're super passionate about? Of course. Um, so I have, I have projects both personally and professionally.
1: Um, uh, professionally, we're, uh, we're launching a kids collection uh, soon, and we will be launching our global color trends as well. Uh, and that, that I'm really excited about. Personally, uh, I'm working on, a, on an initiative called Photography for People, and the idea is to sell my photos and donate to the proceeds to the person in the photo, those in need. So I'm my intention is to make meaningful art because I believe art has a purpose.
0: That's what I'm most excited about right now. I fully understand that. I think what this crisis currently has learned is that we need to do good for the collective. Um, that there needs to be more kindness, more love. Mm -hmm. And I think you have a perfect way of using your, your life purpose, your mission, and and making that tangible through your artistic photography, but also your your current job in in, in color. Um, Brava, Um, I can only compliment you on this. Thank you. I'm a fan of you too. You are indeed a true inspiration um, for me, (laughs) and I know you're a true inspiration for so many uh, others out there. And you also have a great way of branding yourself. And of course, at Mm -hmm. that time, because you you work for Jotun, so you're branding both Mm -hmm. at that very same time what advice can you give to young professionals in the field um, currently today? I would say,
1: um, you know what, don't worry about a corporate ladder or titles. Go after what you love, Um, stay curious, Um, be genuine and really mean it, and people will believe you. Ask for help, Um, don't, don't be afraid to ask for help, like nobody knows everything. Um, and I think my biggest advice would be find out what you're good at and be the best at it. And also, it's OK not to be good at everything.
0: I think that's a very good advice indeed. Um, I think we all need to come in touch more with our intuition and that gut feeling and what that gut feeling is really telling us. I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. Thank you so much, Rana, for this wonderful conversation. I definitely feel energized. I definitely feel Mm -hmm. more inspired. Um, I truly enjoyed it. And I really, really thank you again for uh, being part of the Color Authority. Thank you. Thank you, Judith. And thank you for doing this and and
1: inspiring all of us, as usual. Uh, I'm really, really honored to
0: be a part of this. And I'm I'm so happy uh, I'm on this podcast thank you so again also for our listeners thank you for being here at the color authority watch out for my next episode with alicia kishishan and i wish you all a wonderful rest of your day thank you